1: Now, a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. is Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Ninety-seven years ago, Lincoln, one of our greatest presidents, died, slain by the bullets of the actor John Wilson. Many historians feel that if Lincoln had lived, our history and world history would have been profoundly changed for the better. With this in mind, we bring you now a strange and unusual drama, The Man Who Went Back to Save Lincoln. In a moment, Act One of The Man Who Went Back to Save Lincoln, starring Court Benson as Tom and Ian Martin as the professor, and written especially for suspense by Robert Arthur.
0: right now, Tom. Give me the readings on that gauge, please. It's calibrated in years. In years? Right. Uh, It says 1914 now, 1913, 1912, 1911, 1910, 1910. It it stopped moving. Uh, The accumulated tension is too great to overcome, but I'll try greater power. I was afraid of. Field coil blew out. But at least I had it a couple of years. Projective force went all the way back to 1910. That's 52 years. Professor Hodges, what do you intend to call this invention? Oh, well, I could call it, oh, let's see, uh, an electronic compressor for transmitting personality patterns across temporal gaps. <laughs> Time machine would be simpler. Yeah, but it uh, it wouldn't be accurate. In one sense, a time machine is a total impossibility. Believe me. But in another sense, everyone travels in time constantly. I'm not sure I'm following you, Professor (laughs) Hodges. All right, what happened on your tenth birthday? Um, why? Well, I had a big party. I got a pony for a present, and I rode them all over the lawn. <laughs> I, I can still feel the licking I got for rooting the lawn. Now, you see, you just traveled back 28 years in time. Uh, mentally, of course. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Exactly. Now, suppose I connected this apparatus to you. Suppose I then focused it on some special date in history and at some special point where I knew people were present. Are you following me? Yes, I think so, sir. Now, the electronic circuits would take your memory pattern, your personality, amplify it millions of times and push it back into the past, into the mind of some person at that particular spot at that particular time. I say. To be able to think with his mind, see with his eyes, hear with his ears, and move about with his body. Put it that way, it is. Doesn't sound quite so impossible. Oh, it's very much possible. Of course, there are are difficulties. I imagine there must be a lot of them. Oh, the technical difficulties can be overcome, but... Well, now, for instance, suppose your mind finds itself inside the mind of a a very strong-willed individual who fights you. Ah, yes. I see the problem. He might dominate you, make you helpless. Yes, it's uh, all very uncertain. Well, uncertainty is one of the natural principles of existence, Professor. Oh. Then, uh, would you be willing to take the risk, Tom? Risk? You mean of a trip into the past? That's just what I mean. Now, look, Tom, you're only 38, but you're already one of the world's foremost authorities on Abraham Lincoln. Thank you, sir. I think I'm pretty well grounded on the subject, anyway. Uh, I've read your books, and I've followed your career ever since you were one of my students. I know that you believe Abraham Lincoln's death at the hands of John Wilkes Booth in 1865 was one of the great. Project turning points in history. No, it was. If Lincoln had lived, Professor White, this would be a different world. He would have healed the wounds of the Civil War and left us a great nation decades sooner. We would have been a world power by 1900. We would have had the strength to prevent both world wars. We'd be living in a world so much better (laughs) that. I'm letting myself get carried away again, speculating about... Suppose Lincoln had lived. I right, can Suppose he had lived. I know, but he didn't. Tom, um, today is February 11th, 1962. Tomorrow is the anniversary of Abraham Lincoln's birth. Now, almost 97 years ago, on April 15th, 1865, Lincoln was assassinated. How would you like to go back across those 97 long years and save Abraham Lincoln's life? are you? Comfortable, Tom? The electrodes I've attached to your head don't hurt. Oh, I'm fine, Professor. A little excited, that's all even though this is just an experimental jaunt. Oh, back to the year 1912. Fifty years, a half a century. Mm. (laughs) Now you see the old public library across the street, boarded up, deserted, dead. Yes, I used to take books out of there when I was a boy. And so did your father. Yes, He, he met my mother there. She was a young librarian, and he went in for a book. Well, it's, it's family history. He was so bowled over at meeting her, he forgot the book and left it behind. And he also forgot to sign his name on the library card in the back of the book. Look, Tom, I, I have it here. Henderson's Life of Lincoln. The same book. And it looks as if no one's taken it out in the last 40 years. No one has. Here's the card. Here's the line where your father should have signed. Perfectly blank. Tom, you are going back 50 years and sign that card that your father forgot to sign. I'm going to en- enter my father's mind 50 years ago? Exactly. You'll see with his eyes, hear with his ears, and think with his mind. Now, remember, you're to change the past. You're to sign that library card. Right, Professor. Concentrate on the time. Noon, April 10th, 1912. Say it aloud to yourself. Noon, April 10th, 1912. Noon, April 10th, 1912. Why, this is the public library. And I have the book you requested, The Life of Lincoln. Why are you staring at me so oddly, sir? It's 12 o'clock. What's the date? Why, April 10th, 1912. And today's the first time I ever saw you, isn't it? Yes. But you're Mary Andrews from Philadelphia. Why? You just started working here today. Oh, yes, but how did you know? How did I know? Why, I, 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 I seem to have always known. It's queer. It's as if there were a voice in my mind telling me things. Are, are you sure you're all right? I'm just a little dizzy. The effect of love at first sight. Oh, please, sir. I mean it. Mary, Miss Andrews, will you have lunch with me? Well. Why, I... Good, that's settled. It's lunchtime. Get your hat. Uh, All right, I will. Uh, But this book, don't you want to take it? Don't bother the book. Lincoln can wait. But, wait a minute, there's something I... I'm trying to remember. Something I have to do. That's it. I I do have to sign the card.
1: Oh, not if you don't want to.
0: Yes, yes, I do. I must. I... There's something in my mind. Something telling me not to fail. I, I... I have to hurry. I'm feeling a little dizzy. My name, Tom Morrison. No, not Tom. Hmm? What's wrong with me? Henry. Henry Morrison. There. Card's all signed. Now I. Mr. Morrison, you're so pale. Uh, Can I get you a drink of water? Mr. Morrison? Mr. Morrison? Look, Tom, look. The library card. Now it's signed. My father's name, Henry Morrison. Yes, but he started to sign it, Tom Morrison. Then he crossed out Tom and wrote Henry. That proves that your personality was dominant. Just for a moment. I know, but it was all too ephemeral. But the point is that history was changed. You proved it can be done. And if you can do that... You can go back and save Abraham Lincoln's life. But first, we, uh... We have more tests ahead of us. Tom, how would you like to go back and hear the Gettysburg Address? In person. Hey, 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 you. Take care, you poor oh, I... Sorry, I... How busy Well, where am I? This crowd. Are oh, you crazy? You're in Dittysburg. And this crowd has come to hear Lincoln speakify, just as I have always watched it.
1: I'll be quiet.
0: Seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty, and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated and long endured, we are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field that those who here gave their lives that this nation might live. It is altogether
1: fitting and proper that we do this. But in
0: another sense... First, sir, I saw Lincoln, and I heard him deliver the Gettysburg address. It's strange, his voice was even higher pitched than I'd imagined. But you stayed in the past a full hour. That's tremendous, Tom. Now, whose mind were you in? Oh, it, it turned out to, to be a farmer named Evans, a simple fellow. After the first moment, I was completely in control. I could have done anything I wanted. His mind couldn't have stopped me. That proves my theory. Now we're ready for the real thing. we we'll leave for Washington tomorrow. We'll set up our equipment and instruments in the Ford Theater itself. The Ford Theater? Yes. And you are going to return to that fateful night? and prevent that murderer's shot from being fired. Well, everything seems to be working. I was afraid the trip-by-truck might have jarred some of the components. How still it is here. How hush. It's as if. Not a single sound had been uttered here since the night Lincoln was shot. Yeah, passing's alive. Oh, they say that time turns back for no one, of the moving finger writes and having with moves on. But you and I will alter the writing in the book of fame. We can't fail. We have only this one chance. I won't fail. Abraham Lincoln is going to live. Never lose that talk, Tom. Now, let's uh, work out our strategy. We have the place to ourselves until tomorrow morning. I convinced the management I was engaged in some tests that need absolute privacy, so we don't have to hurry. Up. Good. We have to work out where everybody was. The interior, you know, has been changed around here. Some. some what, since this was last used as a theater. Well, you're the Lincoln expert, you... Tell me where, and I'll do the rest. All right, well, um, let's see. Yes, over there was the box office. And then uh, over here was the entrance into the auditorium. All all this space was the auditorium. There, of course, the stage. And up there, Professor, is the private box for Lincoln's sat. Now, at about 9 o'clock in the evening, President and Mrs. Lincoln entered with two guests, the play had already started. A man named Buckingham took their ticket, and an usher led them up a set of stairs to their box. Go on, Tom. I'm following the exact movements of everyone. How very important. Uh, well, at about ten after ten, John Wilkes' Booth sauntered in. He spoke to Buckingham. And then he went upstairs towards Lincoln's booth. In his pocket, he carried a brass derringer loaded with one shot. And he struck almost immediately. Yes, sir. The president had an armed guard, John S. Parker, but Parker was criminally negligent. He left Lincoln unguarded, which gave Booth his fatal chance. He fired, leapt to the stage, and made his getaway. Lincoln died the next day. Tom, something think of it. Tomorrow, if we succeed, the history books will say Lincoln lived. All history for nearly a hundred years will be changed the better. We'll succeed. You have to. It'll depend on you, Tom. You'll have to save Lincoln and probably kill Booth. Now, let's get the equipment set up in the right spots. Yeah, everything's working. How do you feel? Uh, keyed up. Anxious. To get started. I can't tell you how excited I am. If, uh, if anything goes wrong, it can kill you, Tom. I'm willing to take the chance, sir. Also, if anything goes wrong, we won't get a second chance. Yeah. I know. So let's recheck now everything that I'm going to do. First, you plan to send me back into the mind of Buckingham, the ticket taker. Well, he's a logical choice, huh? I hope we can count on his being a man of no great mental attainments. Seth, Phil, you may rest on that. Yes, of course. It would be fatal if I found myself in the mind of someone strong and determined whom I couldn't control. If that happens, son, do nothing. Will yourself back to your own time. Change nothing. Under those conditions, we can try again. Once you've changed anything. We could never make another effort. Yes, I understand. However, I, I don't think anything will go wrong. Now we know exactly where Buckingham stood and can focus the temporal personality transmitter very closely. Tom, you, you know it'll take a supreme effort. Yes, I know. Sir. I think you will have to force the ticket taker, Buckingham, to kill John Wilkes Booth. Very well. I will, if necessary. And just keep telling yourself. Save Lincoln. Kill Booth. Save Lincoln. Kill Booth. I'll think of nothing else. And here you go. Back to 1865. Steady, man, to. Steady. you almost hey. fell then. What are you mumbling to yourself about? Drinking again, is that <laughs> it? Uh, uh, where, where am I? Why, this is sports theater, of course. you need the date, it's April 14th, Anno Domine, 1865. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Just dizzy for a moment. Ford's Theater, the night of Abraham Lincoln's assassination, sure. I'm here. What's that about Lincoln? Yes, of course he's here tonight. Everybody knows that. Yes, of course. The lobby Theater. And he hasn't arrived yet. We've done it. And I can't fail. I won't. Oh, 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 oh. oh boy. He's <laughs> in a bad way, mumbling to yourself. staggering. <laughs> now, look, you better go home and lie down. Sleep it off. I'm all right. Yes. Yes, I'm quite all right. (laughs) The play's going on, you know. You you mustn't disturb the president. No, the president. Yes. Yes, the president. he mustn't be disturbed. I'll see he isn't disturbed. Uh, Certainly acting strangely tonight. Acting? Who are you to be a judge of acting? Name. Uh, am I Buckingham? <laughs> well, that's a good one. <laughs> Tell him, Harry, is our friend's name Buckingham? <laughs> <laughs> well, I doubt it. Then, say, your name is Buckingham. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Say, how much did you have to drink? <sighs> we missed. Somehow we missed. I'm someone else. Buckingham? What the devil is he muttering to himself? won't make any difference. I'll find him. Kill him. Look, uh, why don't you go in and sit quietly until you're yourself again? Now, Just don't make any noise. No, no, I, I can't sit down. I've got to find someone. But who? Yes, Lincoln. John Wilkes Booth. Save one, kill the other. Oh, hey, but then, I, I, help, I, help I, me don't hold, don't hold him up. He's staggering. Dizzy, right. oh, uh, i got to concentrate. Well, oh, Booth concentrates. There's no whiskey on his breath. He's. He's ill. We'd better get him outside. Yeah. Come along, old fellow. No. I'm all right. It's past ten. I have something important to do. Matter of life and death. Tell me, have you seen Booth? John Wilkes Booth, the actor? Have we seen Booth? Yes. Sir. I am. I want to find. I. I. Oh, uh, uh, come over me. Julia is well then. Can't let that happen. I have too important a project to carry out. That's strange. He's recovered. Excuse me, gentlemen. I have to go in. I have a very important engagement to keep tonight. Yes, very important. A matter of life and death. Good night, gentlemen. night when history will be made. Well, that was a funny performance. (laughs) He wasn't drunk, but he certainly. Certainly seemed to have something on his mind. Talked like two different men there, part of the time. Yes. Well, with him, you never know what he's up to. Those actors. (laughs) (laughs) A strange bunch. Just imagine him asking us if we'd see John Wilkes' Booth. <laughs> concentrate. you
1: queer, but
0: concentrate. Kill. the door. Ah, there you are, Mr. President. What is it, my good fellow? What do you wish? To give you.
1: Jr., music supervision by Ethel Huber. Featured in tonight's story were Margaret Draper as Mary Andrews, Cliff Carpenter as Buckingham, Ralph Bell as the man. The voice of Abraham Lincoln was created by Jim Bowles. Listen again next week when we return with The Old Boy Friend, written by Peter Fernandez. Another tale well calculated to keep you in... The game with Phil Rizzuto, sports time every night but Sunday on the CBS Radio Network.